Having traveled to seven different countries in the past six months, one question I am constantly asked is how do you afford that? People always tell me they would love to travel but don't have the money. Well, my friends, today is your lucky day because not being able to afford vacations is no longer an excuse. No, I'm not a trust fund or a sugar baby. I just use World Packers, and now you can too. World Packers is the safest community for travel and volunteering. With World Packers, I can explore, collaborate, and make an impact going virtually anywhere for basically nothing. All I do is type in a location and browse listings. With homestays and hostels to social causes or animal care, I choose my interests and apply to a variety of hosts. You can even read reviews and hear other World Packers experiences to determine if it's a good fit. Just enter your desired dates and apply. It's quick, simple, and saves tons of cash so that you could put the money you'd have spent on accommodation and food towards your flight. World Packers has been an awesome way for me to make connections, meet new people, go on endless adventures, and learn about myself. I used it to stay one month in Albania, and who knows where I'm heading next. Try it yourself, create an account, and use code Coletti to save $10 today. That's C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I to take $10 off today. World Packers, where will you go next? Hi guys, welcome to, <laughs> what's the name of this podcast? PhD in Self-Hatred, that's a great way to start the show. Um, I really don't give a fuck. Hey everyone, it's Lauren. Thanks for listening to my show. What's up? This episode is going to be intense because the last month of my life has been a living hell. It's been one of the scariest most difficult months of my entire life and that's really saying (laughs) yo that is literally saying the most because oh life has been beautiful and brutal as glennon says brutal so i really want to reflect on what i've learned in the last couple of weeks give everyone an update i appreciate everyone sending me get well wishes and keeping me in your thoughts and prayers through this challenging time. My last episode I recorded was two or three weeks ago. I just put it out this week, but I started recording that, I wanna say the second week of October. It's now November 4th, that's crazy. I was supposed to be leaving for Albania on November 6th. I had to cancel that and cancel going to Milan, but I'm not canceling going to Spain, so I feel so blessed for that but we shall see how things unravel in the next two weeks but as of right now I'm going to Spain and I would just be so thankful if that really came true because that's all I want in my heart is to be there and as disappointed as I am that I had to cancel my two weeks holiday to Europe sooner than when my visa starts I know that Milan and Albania are going nowhere and I can go at a later time when I'm healthy. So I'm going to give you the full backstory and I don't know how much of this I can disclose because I do plan on taking legal action. But on October 3rd this year, I got a cosmetic procedure done. I'll admit it. My body dysmorphia had gotten so, so bad over the summer And I started actually feeling pretty good about myself in September, but because I came into a pretty large sum of money, I wanted to do something for myself. And 
Cosmetic surgery was on my mind for a while. I was planning to actually get liposuction when I was in Europe, but I decided to maybe put that off until January, February because I was taking Ozempic for a while and I know how harmful that drug is, how dangerous it is. You can listen to my last episode when I talk more about my gastroparesis, my stomach went into stomach paralysis and it was really, really painful, but also really, really scary. So I had bought thousands of dollars worth of Ozempic to bring with me to Europe. I have since thrown it all out. <laughs> Goodbye, $3,000. <laughs> Lessons are learned sometimes the hard way, but I have a thousand percent learned my lesson. I will never take medi- medication ever again unless I'm like on my way to death's door because don't even get me started doctors like the pharmaceutical company is not there to help you my friends they're there to kill you so you're a slave enslaved to them for the rest of your life but that's another topic so I was considering getting lipo because I didn't want to have to keep taking ozempic because I was scared that something bad would happen which it did um so I was planning to do that but before I left I was really insecure about my hooded eyes because I had started noticing only really this year that my eyes were uneven. My eyelids would hang over my pupil, kind of. And I really noticed it when my eye doctor said something to me about needing to have a um, bilateral functional blepharoplasty in the future when it starts to like affect my vision. And so I decided to just get one before I left. And I'm not going to lie, it looks amazing. Like it looks really great. I'm really happy with how it looks, but I'm not going to mention where I went. But when I got this procedure done, I had a very lethal, like potentially lethal and fatal reaction to the the procedure, essentially. And after that, on October 3rd, I started getting really sick with all these symptoms that were systemic throughout my whole body to the point where I had to go to the hospital because I was told the week before that I was having a stroke and the following week they thought I was going into cardiac arrest. So I had to go to the hospital from my doctor's advice and I really thought I was going to die. My body was uncontrollably convulsing I was lopsided. I couldn't feel my limbs. I couldn't eat. It was terrible and so torturous. And I am so grateful that I am still alive. But I I thought, my family thought I was losing my life. And I thought to myself, was this worth it? Was looking pretty worth losing my health because I'm going to tell you something being physically beautiful is nothing if you don't have your health and so the last few weeks I've been bedridden I've been in in bed I've been so dizzy I couldn't get up I couldn't walk I couldn't do things that I enjoyed doing like journaling because I couldn't use my hands. I thought I was paralyzed one day. I woke up and I could only move my head. 
I couldn't move my legs or my arms. And I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And so I was getting all these tests done. I had a brain MRI. I had CAT scans of my stomach and of my neck and sonograms of my kidneys and all these things because they thought I was, my body was, my organs were failing. I had all these blood tests and and everything. I went to a urologist, a gynecologist, a gastroenterologist, a rheumatologist, a neurologist, my PCP, an orthopedic, like all these things because so much was going on at once. And there was a point I was going to three doctors a day. And this was the last three, four weeks of my life. And it was getting progressively worse. And I just thought, I'm 29 years old. And this is how it ends for me. And I felt defeated. And I felt hopeless. But I thought I only have myself to blame because I did this to myself. And I felt so resentful because I thought back to October 2nd before I had gone in and I thought about how full my life was and how I didn't even see it because I felt ugly. So nothing else mattered in my life because I felt fat and ugly. It didn't matter that I was exercising every day and I could go out and take walks and do things and feed myself and just be able-bodied. And I thought about how I took that for granted. And I also felt the devastation of, now I'm not going to be able to go to Europe. And I'm going to be reliant on my mom to take care of me for the rest of my life. And it was heartbreaking. And it shattered me. Because here I was, I had revolved my whole life around this trip. In April, I quit my full-time job as a department head to go to Europe because I felt called to go there. And I'm so glad that I went, even though that trip was so traumatizing towards the end, um, even in the beginning, but more so towards the end. And I sold my car And I turned down jobs because I wanted to move to Spain. And I spent all this time, effort, energy, and money on getting my visa to go study abroad in Spain so that I could live there. And now, here I was, two weeks or one week before I was going to leave for Europe, and my whole world was falling apart, and it seemed like everything was crashing down around me. And I thought, what the fuck did I do to myself? And I felt really sad when I canceled my trip. Because for the last five months, I was looking forward to it. And that was a huge low for me. And I had a big rock bottom in June. And here I was in October... And I felt like I was having another dark night of the soul. But this time it was different because emotional challenges, mental difficulties, I'm pretty well versed in that. I'd say I'm an expert (laughs) in psychological struggles. But I've never really dealt with physical disability before or chronic illness. Now, to an extent I have because... 
In 2016, I got very physically sick. I was going from doctor to doctor because I had so many stomach issues and no one could find out what was wrong with me. And I don't know if anyone is dealing with chronic illness, but how frustrating it is to be a lab rat and feel like a guinea pig and you know something's wrong with you and you go to all these doctors looking for an answer only for them to come up empty-handed and tell you that you're okay, but you don't feel okay. And then you feel like you're making it all up or they're gaslighting you or calling you a liar and it's all in your head because no one, no one has any answers. And I know how frustrating that is. You just want someone to to give a name to what's wrong with you, to validate you. But that wasn't happening for me in 2016. And I really know with all of my heart that because of the stressful environment I was in for two years, that made me physically ill, even if it didn't have a specific label. And I got so sick, I was taking... Tums, omeprazole, Tylenol, literally every single day, which was probably just poisoning myself even further and making me sicker. It wasn't until I was told that I had sustained a traumatic brain injury and that I had the first signs of ovarian cancer. It might have been uterine cancer. I don't really remember at this point. Cervical. And they had to do an operation on me that I woke up and I said, if I don't leave this relationship, I'm literally going to be dead in a matter of months. That is what the distress was doing to my physical body. And what do you know? When I removed myself from that relationship that was so violent and so abusive, a month later, I returned to school. My brain fog had subsided. My memory was still impaired from the TBI that took a few years to get back, as well as my concentration. But my inflammation of my stomach, voila, it was gone in like a matter of weeks, okay? That's how powerful that was. That was really the only other time I've ever dealt with physical limitation. And now reflecting on my life a month ago before this all happened, I think of how beautiful and how bountiful my life was where I could just go around and do things day to day and not even think twice about it. I could run, I could walk, I could dance, I could do anything. And having not been able to do that for the last month, it's been (laughs) humbling. But more than anything, it's been really eye-opening because I see myself and my body in a completely different light. And I've been making peace with my body. I saw this as a sign from the universe that was directing me down a different road because the path I was on was a slippery slope. And very dangerous potentially because had I had gotten liposuction in Europe, if I hadn't gotten the CT scan of my abdomen, I would have possibly died because of my anatomy and my organs would have been punctured because I found out through a CT scan that I had done several weeks ago 
that that really wasn't an option for me. So that could have saved my life. No matter how (laughs) terrible these last few weeks had been. But I would have been in a downward spiral of constantly trying to change my appearance, lose weight, be prettier, stay young by doing all these self-destructive things and taking all these dangerous measures. So in the grand scheme of things, this has been part of my learning journey. And I've been taking this time to heal physically, but also emotionally. Healing those wounds, that shadow of feeling inadequate. And something that's been a recurrent theme for me these last few weeks is my sacral chakra. As someone that's endured more sexual violence than any person should ever have to in their life. Not that anyone deserves sexual abuse by any means, but I've had way more sexual trauma than I think um, anyone should ever have to deal with. And it's led me to feel extremely unsafe in my body. It's led me to feel powerless. And I am a full believer of the psychosomatic effects of your emotions on your physiology. And as someone that has felt victimized their whole life and has felt like my body didn't belong to me, I understand why I did what I did in trying to change what I thought I could control, which was my looks, to make me feel more grounded in who I was, to make me feel insecure, to make me feel more secure, I apologize, because I felt I had no protection. I had no stability, no security, no safety. And if my body was a home, I abandoned it because I didn't want to be affiliated with her anymore because of all the pain and the suffering that I went through. But this whole experience has made me respect myself, my body more than I ever have. Because going through physical illness, I realized something. When people were telling me I had an autoimmune disease or they're testing me for autoimmune, When you look up autoimmunity, it says that your body has basically turned against you and your healthy cells are dumb and like killing off other good cells. I realize that this is a load of bullshit. This is a theory that the medical community says so that you have to be reliant on medication for the rest of your sick life. I know After 29 years, my body has never betrayed me. It would have been so easy to fall under the camp of feeling once again like a victim and powerless in my body and ask myself, body, why are you doing this to me? Being angry at my body, resenting my body for not cooperating. 
but I see it as the complete opposite. I see it as my whole life, my body has been obeying me. My whole life, I was telling myself, Lauren, you're not good enough. Your body is bad. You can't trust yourself. Something's wrong with your body. And my body loves me so much. (laughs) Through everything I've put her through, through all of the self-sabotage and the ways I've hurt her and harmed her, she's never left my side. My body has always been my best friend and my soulmate. On the outside, I was always looking for someone to love me unconditionally, to stay with me forever. And I realized that was me all along. Even when I subjected my body to dangerous people and allowed abusive men into my body and into my life. She was like, Lauren, okay, if this is what you want. And she's been dying for me to listen to her. For years and years, I didn't see her. I didn't hear her. She was invisible to me. Until she finally had to break down and do something major so that I woke the fuck up and acknowledged her for once in my life. And the same goes for you. Your body doesn't betray you. You betray yourself. My body never abandoned me. I abandoned myself. My body never hated me. I hated myself. My body was just dying for me to accept her and to approve of her. And it took something drastic and radical for me to realize that. And I'm so sorry to her. For all that I've put her through. But I know how strong she is. I know how brave she is. I know how resilient she is. And when I felt like throwing in the towel, I thought to myself, Lauren, your body has never quit on you. Don't you dare give up on her. And I promised to myself, I will never leave you again. And I vowed to myself, I will never mistreat you again. I will never overlook you again. I will never ignore your needs again. I will never doubt your wisdom again. And I'm sorry that this is what it took, but I'm paying attention now and I'm practicing being much more gentle with myself and offering my body the nurture, nurturing the nourishment, the care, the love, the affection that she so rightfully deserves, that she is worthy of and not getting my value on external things shallow vain things such as how I look I have my life I have my family I have my friends I have this moment and that's more than enough and getting sick it teaches you to enjoy the little things and you realize that the little things actually are everything And I want to thank everyone that sent me a text or showed up for me 
that supported me, that asked me how I'm doing. This situation, having experienced this circumstance has really opened my eyes. And I know one day I will be very grateful for this. I've gone through a lot of shit. I'm a very courageous person. And I plan on going to Spain. And I plan on feeling good. And I plan on feeling better than ever before. This is a new start. This is an opportunity for me to do things a different way. For me to get closer and create an even more deeply ingrained, solid connection with myself and my home. My home, which is my body. And I swore to her, and I will not break this, that I will protect her from here on out moving forward. She's my home. She's my vessel. She's sacred. And I will be much more mindful of the people and the things I allow into my life. Because my energy is precious. Your body is divine and I suggest the same for you so I bought my plane ticket for Spain on November 18th I know my body is wise I trust her to heal our bodies were made to recover health is our birthright don't let anyone tell you that it's impossible. Don't let anyone put you into a box and tell you that it's not fixable. It's not curable. Everything, everything is fixable and curable and possible. I would suggest checking out the medical medium. I think that's what he's called. I've been reading one of his books. I've cut out gluten, sugar, dairy and animal products from my diet. I've just been eating fruits and vegetables, <laughs> essentially. And like whole oats and quinoa and things like that, um, limiting my fat. But I am having some nuts on my salads and things like that. And I do feel a big difference when I am particular about also the, the food I ingest and seeing food as fuel and a way to vitalize and energize my body rather than a coping mechanism for me to binge eat and then feel full and disgusting and ashamed <laughs> because something tastes good. So really putting yourself on a pedestal and Treating your body like the vessel that it deserves to be treated as, that it deserves to be honored as. Um, I'm also trying to do movement that feels good when I feel like it. So today I went outside, got some fresh air. I did some restorative yoga and really listening to my body signals because so often, especially if you're a survivor of... Mm, trauma interpersonal in nature we can detach and dissociate from our bodies and see our bodies as the enemy but as i said in the last episode the war on your body it's over your body is not your enemy your body fights for you it works for you and all it wants 
is balance. All it wants is to get back into homeostasis. So if your body is out of balance, it's your job to bring it back to a symbiosis. And I do believe I will get better. And I trust that every day I just have to keep pushing forward and do right by myself. And I've also been listening to a lot of Joe Dispenza meditation. So if you're on this healing journey with me, I advise you to check that out as well. I do believe that trauma can be stored as energy in the body, which can manifest as physical ailments. So I think that's one piece. I don't think it's everything. It's part of the puzzle. But we have to do the inner work and our bodies will follow. So I just wanted to give you a little hope, a little inspiration, let you know what's going on with me because a lot of people have been asking since I haven't been on social media or haven't been as responsive, I really need to take this time to concentrate on my well-being and I do have faith that wellness is right around the corner and I am celebrating where I'm at today. I was knocked down and I will get back up again like I always do. And I thank you all for being with me on (laughs) this bumpy road. But just know recovery isn't linear for anyone that also has an eating disorder or struggled with body dysmorphia. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to have empathy and sympathy for our choices and realize that this is all part of it. You know, some days we're five steps forward and other days we're six steps back. But as long as we keep pushing forward and we endure, and we persevere, persevere, we can achieve happiness. But it starts with you finding the joy right now. And today, looking at my life, I give so much thanks for everyone and everything that's in it. It truly is beautiful. Life is magical. You and your body are a miracle, and I want to encourage you to hang in there. I'm right there with you. So if you resonate with this episode, anything I said you find helpful, please share it with someone that could benefit from this information, and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Lauren M. Coletti. I might not get back to you right away because I've been limiting my screen time and focusing on internal uh, stimulation instead of external, which I think we could all benefit from. But I would love to hear from you and you can feel free to rate this show, subscribe if you enjoy it. And I'll catch you in the next episode. My lovely, lovely friends, thank you for listening. Do you feel frustrated, discouraged, unfulfilled, and burned out? Do you have a yearning for a life that is so much more? Are you sick and tired of hearing rich gurus shell out advice on the law of attraction, but it seems no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get the life you know you deserve? Well, listen up, boo, because I have been there too. That's why I am so excited to introduce the launch of my new 12-week coaching program, Write Your Reality. Write Your Reality is a three-month total transformation where you'll be working one-on-one with me to consciously create the reality of your dreams. Maybe you've tried everything but can't seem to make any headway. 
That's where I come in as your accountability partner, manifestation mentor, psychological expert, and self-help coach. I will take you through 12 weeks of personalized sessions to revamp your self-perception, improve your self-concept, unlearn your old identity, and make huge shifts towards creating the life you've always envisioned. With proven psychological tools, metaphysical techniques, custom-tailored feedback, and radical honesty, you can take my hands and I will teach you how to align with the highest, unlimited, best version of you. Log on to lmcoletti.com to send me a message and we will get started on writing your new reality together.